Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Thank you for downloading Podcast Master. My name is Ben Green. I'm a podaholic and an audio nerd, and I've been making radio programs and podcasts for close to 15 years. This is the abridged audio version of my ebook about starting up a podcast or making your current one even better. The ebook's also called Podcast Master. It's published by Canelo Books and available for Kindle and Kobo, Android and iPad. And you can download it from Amazon and everywhere else you'd expect to find digital books. The text version has loads more information in it, as well as footnotes and links. So please do check that out in addition to these podcasts. It's not very expensive. Anyway, this episode is all about the best sounds around and my own personal pick of the pods. The point of this episode is to introduce your ears to new experiences and innovative production and presentation techniques. A few caveats before we get going though. As my linguistic skills do not formally go beyond GCSE French, these are all English language shows emanating from the UK or America. A few of my selections, yes, are versions of existing radio shows, but the vast majority are podcast pure and true. Many are made by professional producers or media organisations, but some are comprised of a group of friends talking about a subject they love, and I give no added weight to either. Also, not all of these podcasts have bells and whistles when it comes to their production. That's because I like nothing more than listening to a straight one-on-one interview where it's all about the conversation rather than any sonic tricks. I find this the most powerful sort of audio of all. First up, these are the podcasting essentials. These shows need to be on your iPod, phone or favoured podcasting app. If they're not, you're missing out, both in terms of entertainment and experiencing different production or presentation or interview techniques. Even if you don't ultimately enjoy them or continue to subscribe, these shows are all part of the broader podcasting conversation and you want to be part of that too. First up is WTF with Mark Marin. All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck, buddy? Six what years ago, Marin was an anxiety-ridden, angry and frustrated comedian who'd just Marin. been fired from the short-lived left-wing talk radio station Air America. He remains just as anxious and just as frustrated, though there is noticeably less anger, and he's regarded as one of the most important interviewers in America. He's genuinely interested in his guests, and his guests open up to him because they trust him. They respect him, and more importantly, they respect the format of the show, which is an hour-long, wide-ranging conversation where very little is off-limits. My youngest sister was seven years, four years older than me. Then there was one three years older than her. Then uh there was, you know, it went up like that. So you've got a half-brother or sister that's probably 60. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know them all? I don't. It's a... (laughs) Well, I I do, but it's it's, it's part of my sad life story actually that uh, a, a lot of them kind of didn't make it they've passed away yeah four of them really yeah four out of the out of the six wow Which, it, just uh, tragically or yeah, yeah just just uh, you know life yeah 
and, oh, and, and how it moves and yeah. rolls, sadly. So, yeah, I mean, it was a real pain in the hole. Yeah. Uh, it's a, a wonder that I can keep going. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm being honest. Well, I, I guess that, uh, well, you seem pretty healthy. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, I also lost a mum and a dad in that time, too. So, yeah, so much friggin' tragedy. But not at once, not in some... No. Okay. M- maybe that would have been easier yeah. to just get it all over and done with, <laughs> as opposed to be uh, drip-fed grief. <laughs> yeah. There's very little uh, Marin himself yeah, hasn't I, shared uh, with his I audience mean, about his failed marriages, his drink and his drug use, his love of cats, his masturbatory habits, and he is an absolute stickler for honesty. A word of warning, therefore, these are grown-up shows with grown-up themes and grown-up language. But listening to them might just change your life. But so now I've just been sitting around chipping away on the fucking lozenges again. I had a guest interview today, and then it was like around 12.30, 1 o'clock, and I'm doing some other shit, getting some shit done. And then uh, and then I'm like, I got to run. I got to run. And when you're, when you're on the fence about running, when the spirit moves you, you better get moving. You better put that spirit into some sneakers and take it outdoors and hit it. But I knew I should go to the gym because it's hot as fuck. I didn't know how hot. I didn't know it was 95. I didn't know it was like close to 100 degrees out. But the spirit wanted to run, and I was going to run with that spirit. This is not a complicated spirit. This is a, a In the ebook, I list my 10 spirit. best WTF so, episodes and describe why they're so powerful. I'm afraid you're going to have to pay for that kind of intel. But a great place to start your WTF journey is his conversation with President Obama. Serial. For the uninitiated, Serial is the story about the murder of Hymin Lee, an 18-year-old student at Baltimore's Woodland High School, for which her ex-boyfriend Adnan Saeed was convicted and is currently serving a life sentence. It's told over 12 episodes, each varying in length, from 28 minutes to just under an hour. Credit has rightly been heaped upon Sarah Koenig and her team, who spent 12 long months in pre-production before the first few episodes were released, and perhaps their greatest triumph is hiding the program's inherent simplicity. The majority of the interviews are recorded over the telephone. Most of the actuality is taken from poorly recorded courtroom transcripts. Many episodes get bogged down in minute detail about cell phone towers, particular car journeys, or interminable nitpicking and teenagers squabbling over he said and she said. But of course, two weeks later, big swaths of his story have changed. So McGillivray asked him again on March 15th. Do you take interview that you've given us right now is that the truth to the best that i can possibly humanly at this point in time remember that is the truth did you kill haley no sir I did not. were you there when adnan killed haley no sir i was not i put it to bill ritz when i talked to him briefly on the phone Jay's story kept changing. You were catching the inconsistencies, and he was having to explain them and clean up his story. So what ultimately made you believe him? Ritz said they believed Jay's story because, quote, we were able to investigate and corroborate what he was saying, unquote. So how exactly did they corroborate it? Next time on Serial. This is a true-life crime documentary about a cold case that plays out like an Agatha Christie novel that's set in a high school in America. 
Hei Min and Adnan's former friends and family members become characters in a drama that evolves even as it's being told, with bent cops, new suspects, curveballs and red herrings popping up to add extra layers to the narrative. Never forget that Serial is made by some of the greatest audio producers in the business. Even the spots for the sponsor, MailChimp, at the start of the show are memorable. Support for Serial comes from MailChimp. From MailChimp. Mail. Came. Chimp. More than 7 million businesses around the world use a MailChimp to send emails, newsletters, and deliver high fives. MailChimp. Send better email. This American Life. If only all radio was as good as This American Life. The show has been running for 20 years on American public radio and gets more than 2 million radio listeners and 1.6 million podcast downloads every week. It's where the likes of Sarah Koenig, Starley Kine, Lisa Chow, Julie Snyder, Alex Bloomberg and other podcasting superstars hone their considerable skills. Each hour-long episode is divided into separate acts, comprised of intimate, character-driven stories that are predominantly told in the first person. This story starts with a lie between friends. One of those friends was a young woman named Lyric R. Cabral. She lived in Harlem and had this neighbor, a guy in his 50s named Saeed Torres. Lyric's apartment was on the third floor of a brownstone. Saeed lived on the first. And they hung out together all the time. They're both black and Muslim. And Lyric found Saeed intriguing, in part because he was an actual Black Panther. Lyric had grown up interested in the Black Panther Party, but had never actually met a member before. She was a student at the time, learning to do documentary work. Saeed had told Lyric that he was going to be moving to the Bronx soon. And then one day, she came home from school. I usually stopped in his apartment to say hello, um, just because it was before I went upstairs, I would pass his apartment. And when I looked in the apartment, there, all of his things were gone. There was no furniture. There was no indication that anyone had ever lived there. And I assumed that he had probably just moved to the Bronx. But I thought it weird because I was like, you know, it was too This American Life is the yardstick by which all audio-based short stories and journalistic nonfiction is measured. It's the original, and it remains the best. Radiolab. Radiolab is a nationally syndicated radio program, and its fortnightly-ish podcast is a perennial presence at the top of the iTunes charts. The episodes last between 25 and 75 minutes, and hosts Jad Abumrad and Robert Krolwich have won countless awards for their unique production style and intricate sound design. Radiolab is categorised as a science podcast on iTunes, but it covers everything from philosophy to sport to art to history to linguistics. Indeed, one of my favourite episodes was themed around the parallels between the artifice of professional wrestling and a postmodernist reading of Don Quixote. And that was a relatively conservative installment. And sometimes those moments of realness can just be like, boom! They can change everything. Now, if you're like me and you grew up in the 80s, uh, you might remember wrestling as like, you know, Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant, these epic matchups that were kind of great, but also sort of ridiculous and cartoonish. Well, according to uh, Peter Rosenberg, there was a moment where wrestling started to sort of tinker with reality in a much more nuanced and uh, fascinating way. In fact, you could argue that pro wrestling became a reinstantiation of the Baroque movement of the 16th century with a postmodern twist. You could I know people who would. <laughs> You're going to meet them. I'm Jad. I'm Robert. This is Radio Lab, And uh, according to Peter, this whole thing is where we're going to start. This whole thing 
goes back to this moment called the Montreal screw job. The Montreal screw job was above anything else that had ever happened or that will ever probably ever happen again because it was utter reality transpiring right there in the ring. I mean, it was when re- real life just came and tore a hole in the fiction. If you haven't already had the pleasure, give Radio Lab a listen and see what can be achieved with a load of sound files and a lot of imagination. Start up and reply all. These podcasts are part of the Gimlet Media Stable, home to a growing network of narrative-focused programmes with top-notch production values. The co-founder is the aforementioned Alex Bloomberg, a refugee from This American Life and well-known from his work hosting NPR's Planet Money podcast. The first series of Startup follows Bloomberg's quest to get a $1.5 million investment into the embryonic Gimlet. Over 14 episodes, we accompany his every move, including some truly cringe-worthy pitches to Silicon Valley bigwigs. you got to tighten up your story. So the, We'll start again. Yeah. So you've now kind of standard. Right. If I were calling an Uber right now and it said... It's going to be here in two minutes. And that was all the time you had. Uh-huh. What are you doing? So I'm making a network of digital podcasts uh, that we will monitor, that, that, will, that, will, that is going to meet. <laughs> Sorry. Chris, not surprisingly, did not say yes. But he did not say no either. He said, go back home, hone your pitch. And the next time you're out in California, you can pitch my partner, Matt Mazio. If you can convince him, said Chris, I could see us investing. Informative and brilliantly made, if you're interested in both the art and the business of podcasting, you need to listen to this debut series. All right, let me just focus. All right, hi. Chit chat, chit chat, chit chat. Um, this is the sound so, of me following Chris Saka's advice, practicing my pitch, honing it, getting ready to go back out to California and make it to Chris's partner, Matt Mazio. This is the fourth time I've the second season of Startup is more ambitious, less meta and less masculine. This time we follow two young female entrepreneurs and their hopes and dreams for their new dating website. We also have a new co-host in Lisa Chow. This certainly makes the show more accessible for female listeners and one of the show's overarching narratives concerns women in business, especially in the macho tech sector. Reply All is a weekly technology and culture podcast presented by two guys in their early 30s. Stylistically, the show is in the vein of This American Life, but thematically all the stories are centred around how people shape the internet and how the internet shapes people. So far, there have been episodes about the invention of email, how you can fix your online mistakes, the trend for public shaming via social media, and how the constant checking of smartphones exponentially ups our anxiety levels. It's zeitgeisty, and if you're into podcasts and the web, this is what you've been looking for. Kermode and Mayo's Film Review The BBC's so-called flagship film show has developed a truly unexpected life of its own on the internet and has been downloaded over 50 million times since it was first made available as a podcast in 2005. Simon Mayo and Mark Kermode have been broadcasting together since the 1990s and it shows, with their patter and constant bickering providing the backdrop to the show's review and interview sections. As I said before, this isn't a film. You have to understand it as an industrial moment. 3D's going down the toilet. This is the sort of the death throw. You know, as Rome was about to collapse, the Colosseum games got more and more absurd. They started filling the Colosseum with uh, water and getting ships in and tying people to masts. Because 
basically this is what happens when civilizations are about to collapse. In the case of Transformers 3, we all know that 3D is going down the pan. So this is the well, we last... we don't, but you keep telling Fine, us. Fine, okay. Not we'll, quite we'll, the we'll same. Have, well, we'll have this conversation in a year's time, but this is the, this is the raving death row. As far as Transformers 2 is concerned, what happened was I said it's horrible, overlong, stupid, vulgar, crass, misogynistic, and all that stuff. And everyone went, oh, you're just being a critic. Oh, you're just being a critic. Stop complaining about it. A couple of years later, everyone accepts that that was right, including the people that made the film. Shia LaBeouf said, yeah, we let people down. We're not very proud of it. Michael Bay himself used the word crap in relation to it. So I'm sorry, I'd like a written apology right now for the fact that I was right back then two years ago. And when all the whinging happens now, people go, oh, critics, critics complaining about Transformers 3, critics complaining about Transformers In two years' time, can I have the same written apology when you've all accepted that, that what this is? The people is, who disagree with you all talk like that. They all talk like that. That's how it works. After the horror of the second one... Um, I only saw the first half of that. Yeah, you did. I was interviewing John You Turturro, didn't even get as far as John Turturro getting in his, you know, walking around in his pants. I mean, you got off lightly. They said, look, we Be warned, the, the barrier to entry for this programme is high. With constant in-jokes and callbacks to things that happened on episodes from weeks, months or even years before. You may be bewildered as to why they keep saying hello to the actor Jason Isaacs and constantly argue about whether or not Jaws is or isn't a film about a shark. But once you're finally a parishioner of the Church of Wittertainment, there is no greater salvation. The best of the rest. These are the other podcasts from across the worlds of comedy, arts and culture to which I heartily recommend you subscribe. Again, there's more in the ebook, so search for Podcast Master on Amazon and everywhere else you get your digital books. We start with 99% Invisible. Let's say you lived sometime before 1860 and you wanted to fire a rifle. First, you'd need to pour gunpowder into the powder charge to measure the amount of gunpowder you needed. And then you'd pack down your gunpowder and then bullet into the rifle with a ramrod. Then you'd pull back the hammer and take something called a percussion cap and you'd fit it on the hollow metal nipple on the back of the barrel. Pull the trigger and that was one shot. Then you had to reload, which meant pouring out new gunpowder, stuffing the gunpowder and the new bullet down with a ramrod, pulling back the hammer, putting a new percussion cap on the nipple, and then you could shoot again. The whole process took at least as long as it just took for me to describe it. And as you can imagine, this was all really inconvenient if someone was shooting at you. But then came the Winchester Repeater Rifle. That's reporter Nina Gensler-Debs. Ira Glass from This American Life described the show as completely wonderful and entertaining and beautifully produced. And who am I to argue with that? Presenter and producer Roman Mars is rightly considered something of a podcast demigod. Desert Island Discs. This is arguably the greatest interview format ever devised. Castaways tell their life story while selecting eight pieces of music, a book and a luxury item. It's been running on BBC Radio since 1942 and almost the entire archive is available to download for free. So lose yourself. My castaway this week is a writer, the famous son of a famous father. He left Oxford with a first and wrote his first novel, The Rachel Papers, at the age of 24, promptly winning the Somerset Maugham Award for his efforts. He is Martin Amis. Is writing, then, Martin, a, a compensation? Does your fiction make up for shortcomings in your reality? Um, I don't think so, because when I started writing, it was not out of any conflict. It was more out of a sense of play and wanting to join the dance. 
what is being redeemed is the, the formlessness of life. It would be intolerable to me to just be a, you know, a passive liver of my life. It's only when you write that you can, you can impose form and pattern and humour. Love and Radio. This critically adored American podcast features real-life interviews played out within an otherworldly Radio Lab soundscape. The great thing about Abraham was inside nicest dog in the world. Unless you try to come too close to my mother. My uncle would come over, he'd lick all the aftershave off. But then when my uncle went to go give my mom a hug, Abraham would lean up against my uncle Jim and go, He was extremely protective. This is my memory of the first conversation I had with Jay Thunderbolt. Thunderbolt. Thunderbolt Entertainment. Vanderkolk. Hi, my name is Nick Vanderkolk. I'm calling from a public radio station in Chicago. Yeah. I read the article about you in the Metro Times. I'm going to be in Detroit this weekend, and I was wondering if you'd have a couple of hours to sit down for an interview. Great. How much are you going to pay me? Well, we can't actually pay... Really, really stunning, but not always an easy listen. The Bugle. John Oliver and Andy Zaltzman have been expounding their almost weekly offerings of audio bullshit since 2007. Funny and smart, The Bugle is perhaps the best topical new satire show around. One of the joys of tuning in is hearing the pair laugh at each other's jokes. There are only 100 cod left in the North Sea. No! <laughs> no! But, John, I'm glad to report there is a silver lining to this story. And that silver lining is that this story is total bullshit. Because it turned out that on closer inspection, there were not 100 cod left in the North Sea, there were almost half a billion. Oliver, who's a huge TV star in America, and Zaltzman, who's anything but, are still making the show because they clearly love doing it. And Andy Zaltzman's pun runs are a particular guilty pleasure of mine. Start the clock. It's cod to stop. They've had a complete nightmare. It's totally out of place. I really believe that. To the bottom no. of my soul, I don't care if it's one journalist responsible or a group of them. It's gone on too long. We need change and we need it fast. These facts are deniable no more. Oh, no, I, I can feel you starting to stir, John. I can feel a bit oh, of tension. F- you, don't bring me into this pun. <laughs> Come on, Salmon had to say it. And I won't pull my punches on this. No, I'm going to Gernard. I'm not the kind of man I'm not the kind of man to rein it back in. Resume. This comes from Adam Carolla's podcast stable and it's presented by one of his producers, Chris Laxamana. He interviews celebrities, comedians, musicians and even a former bank robber about the jobs they had whilst they were growing up. It's a concept so obvious you wonder why it's never been done before and it's really very good. Lore, spelled L-O-R-E, is a new fiction podcast recommended to me by the person in charge of the podcast store for iTunes in the UK, so don't just take my word for it. Superstition was common in the late 1600s. If something odd or unexplainable happened, the automatic response from most people was to blame the supernatural. But most scholars agreed that these beliefs were merely excuses to help people deal with neighbours and family members that they didn't care for. If you didn't like somebody, 
it was common to accuse them of witchcraft. In the most famous historical example of this, the witch trials of Salem, Massachusetts, we can see a clear pattern in the events. Many of those accused of being witches were wealthy... Graphic designer and, and part-time author Aaron Menke reads his own horror short stories over atmospheric musical scores. Simple, scary, and very effective. The Gist. It's Wednesday, August 26, 2015, from Slate. It's The Gist. I'm Mike Pesca. Oh, another horrible day, another horrible shooting. I guess this one we just saw. And so much is not yet known about the suspect. I guess we still have, say, alleged suspect. It seems clear. This is a daily podcast about news, culture, and whatever else you'll be discussing with friends and family tonight, as the show's iTunes blurb states. It's a rich, varied, and hugely rewarding lesson that may well be scientifically proven to make you more intelligent. Distraction Pieces with Scroobius Pip Pip, real name David Meads, is an Essex-born hip-hop artist and poet with a spectacular beard. He's also a humble and honest host on this interview podcast, in which he speaks to comedians, writers, actors and DJs. Guests so far have included Russell Brand, Simon Pegg and John Ronson. This show could be a British WTF in the making, and Pip, a huge fan of podcasts himself, certainly has the passion and the drive to make it so. Uh, Russell Brown, how are you? I feel really, uh, I feel great today, mate. I'm really glad that you've come around my house to do this podcast and to have a chat together. It's lovely to be here. I'm really grateful to, to get the opportunity. Um, yeah, thank you f- for welcoming me in. And we've, we've done a truce as well. I want to discuss the truce later, but I think we should start with our shared, um, our shared point of, of, of history and interest of, of Essex. Of I'm from Stamfordly Hope and you're from, from Grays. How, how was that? I felt like it's weird, isn't it? Like, because when I was like now, I'm actually quite proud that I'm from Grays and yeah. talk about it a lot. But when I was there, I didn't like it much. And yeah. when I first left, I was a little bit embarrassed about it. Completely. And a bit ashamed, actually. And Everyone sort of, from that kind of area, the, the, you're, you're born into the belief that you should be trying to move to London or trying, yeah. to, get, trying to get out of Grays. You must remember this. If you're a fan of film history, this podcast is for you. Host Karina Longworth writes, presents and edits this excellent journey into Hollywood history. In today's episode, we're going to talk about two major multi-hyphenate stars, each of whom, alone and together, had a major impact on soldiers fighting in World War II. Bob Hope and Bing Crosby made seven films together, and the pair was far more prolific as guests on one another's radio and TV shows and as competitors in charity golf tournaments. Alone and together, they defined a cultural sensibility that was about as current as it got in the late 1930s through the 40s, and about as dated as you can imagine a couple of decades later. There are episodes about Walt Disney, Charlie Chaplin, Humphrey Bogart, and Lauren Bacall, all underpinned by the show's signature subtle musical scoring. Longworth has just completed a remarkable 12-part miniseries about Charles Manson, which you really must listen to. Further listening. This is my final batch of recommendations. Sure, they're not for everyone, but they're interesting and rewarding nevertheless. Welcome to the Dinner Party Download. This is your icebreaker. Here's what I would tell my five-year-old, but it's so bad. Knock, knock. Who's there? Dwayne. Dwayne who? Dwayne the bathtub. I'm drowning. 
I'm Rico Galliano. I'm Brendan Francis Nuneman from APM American Public Media. This is the Dinner Party Download, the culture show that gives you everything you need to win your week's dinner parties. You just got a joke from Oscar-winning screenwriter Diablo Cody. That'll break the ice. Her new film Ricky and the Flash is out this week. We'll hear more from her later. Plus, we'll speak with the star of another film opening this week, Jason Siegel. Yes, he talks about playing late literary luminary David Foster Wallace in the movie The End of the Tour. Other guests this hour include novelist J. Ryan Straddle, Ann Friedman from the podcast Call Your Girlfriend, and two cats, comedian Bobcat Goldthwait and musician Thundercat. Hope you're not allergic, but first, it's a dinner party, you see, so let's start with small talk. There's something for everyone here. History lessons, food and drink chat, jokes, music, interviews, and tips on etiquette. An invaluable resource, occasionally. It's summer solstice, a brand of ice lolly. This would appear higher up in my recommendations, were it not that I suspect most of you listening will have waved goodbye to your late teens and early 20s some time ago. Thanks to Shauna from Adelaide, we are starting this episode with a line we have never started an episode of Answer Me This Before, which is, my husband is a cobbler. (laughs) The other day, he took in a pair of boots, and when he started to repair them, he realised there was something shoved down in the front of the boot. This is not that unusual. Sometimes fastidious people stuff their boots with paper so they keep their shape. Mm. However, on pulling out the items, he discovered... The humour here is juvenile, but caters expertly to its young student audience. Answer Me This is an award-winning and pioneering show. It's very consistent, and it's been a triumph for hosts Helen Zaltzman and Ollie Mann, whose careers in more mainstream media have thrived as a result. The Sporkful. It's not for foodies, it's for eaters. That's the tagline to this enjoyable weekly food podcast that's been running since 2010. I think that was one of the reasons why I had to stop is because I had a cholesterol test. My doctor goes, oh, what's going on here? And I said, well, I don't know. Let me tell you about the cheeseburger show. This is food writer Kevin Pang from the Chicago Tribune. He used to have this web show where he ate cheeseburgers around Chicago with chefs and famous people. It was a great show, but his doctor wasn't a fan. He said, okay, you need to stop. You need to exercise. I'm canceling your show. Lipitor. And after 12 shows, I said, okay, you know, I, I can't do it anymore. Right. But it was, right. it was fun while it lasted. Well, maybe in a few more years, we'll start the salad show or something. Yeah, I was thinking about doing a, a quinoa spinoff, maybe. A flaxseed show, perhaps. Right. The most tragic part of this story is that Kevin ate so many cheeseburgers for that show that he doesn't even like them anymore. But the guy still knows his way around a plate of meat. So today, we're going to talk sausages. Kevin lists his 10 favorites, which hail from China, Germany, and the U.S. of A., among others. It's really a veritable Epcot center of sausages. And our discussion brings back disturbing memories from Kevin's childhood. Stay with us. Presenter Dan Pashman has a background in radio production, and this show comes from WNYC, the radio station behind Radiolab, Freakonomics Radio, and more. It's well produced, and bear in mind that food isn't an easy subject to cover in audio, and the tone is always passionate and jolly. The show features interesting guests like flavour experts and food historians to explain topics like how to create the perfect sandwich and the secrets of the CIA cafeteria. All songs considered. There are plenty of specialist music podcasts out there, but this NPR production is probably the best general music discussion show around. Bob Boylan and Robin Hilton introduce listeners to new music and go into great depth about albums and artists you already know. Their retrospective on the legacy of the music from the 1990s is 90 minutes very well spent. 
Hi, this is Jane Garvey and welcome to the My Baby and Me podcast. This is the podcast that's by mums, for mums. We're not perfect. We've got so much wrong in the past, but we want to share with you some advice, some stories and maybe just something that will G you up and make you realise you're not alone if you're concerned about being pregnant, staying pregnant or in this episode, getting pregnant. We're discussing fertility and staying healthy during your pregnancy and beyond. With me in the studio, the writer and broadcaster Lucy Mangan. She writes pieces for the Guardian and for the magazine Stylist. Good to see you, Lucy. Hi, Jane. Also here, Colin Davis, Mr. Colin Davis, consultant obstetrician and gynaecologist at Barts Hospital in London and an expert in fertility, Colin. Good afternoon, Jane. And finally, the comedian and mum of two, Lucy Porter, children of four and nearly three. Nearly three, and I'm an expert in nothing. Well, yeah. That's, and everything at the gonna, same time. This nine-part <laughs> series is presented <laughs> by Jane Garvey, host of Radio 4's Women's Hour. She and her rotating cast of guests offer an honest and non-preachy take on pregnancy and early parenthood, based on their own experiences, mistakes and stretch marks. Topics covered include fertility, crying and sleep, home births versus hospital births, and how to rekindle your relationship with your partner once baby comes along. This podcast is not just for the ladies either. There's plenty of advice here for new dads too. And I should know because I wrote it and produced it. Hello and welcome to Betty in the Sky with a Suitcase. I'm Betty. I'm a flight attendant for a major airline and I bring you stories from the airplane, from the flight attendants and the pilots and from traveling around the world. In this episode, we've got stories about dogs on the airplane, bras, puke. We got India and Venice and even... Betty is a charming flight attendant who travels the world and gathers stories from pilots and fellow crewmates. It's saucy, shocking and sometimes very touching. Finally, how to wrestling. For my sins, I listen to a lot of wrestling shows. There are several presented by current or former stars interviewing their peers. And there are also some entertaining amateur shows where wrestling fans review matches from the 1980s to the present. Hello everyone, welcome to How To Wrestling bonus episode. Uh, a little quick one here, we, we think we're going to try and do a few of these, which are just little episodes, little extra guides that might help you on your journey to uh, understanding and goodness knows, maybe even enjoying wrestling. And this one's going to be on wrestling terms, insider lingo and terminology. So it's Kevin here, hello, and uh, Joe. Hello. Hi Joe. how are things? I'm a bit less sick. Yeah, you sound uh, much, much better. Yes. You only tend to notice these things once you've heard... The pair make for a very amiable on-air team, and Kevin is humorous and knowledgeable. Are you looking forward to talking about some insider terminology? I am. I'm very, very excited. I hope they're very silly. I mean, well, it's something interesting about insider terminology is do you think it's something that's rather off-putting for new wrestling fans getting in? Oh, absolutely, yeah. No, it was definitely something that um, I found quite hard to pick up in the early days. People, like, can speak entire sentences and they can make no sense to normal human ears well that's the thing I was listening to the Astudera podcast the other day uh, <laughs> and I got some of it but there were the, it's the occasional sentence which was just like a, a completely different language you something like you know we're talking about something that's normal then we're talking and then, like, suddenly and then this guy hits a suplex and he doesn't know how to work it he doesn't sell the arm he's a monkey and he should get out of here and go back to that territory he'll never work in Florida again the booker has the take if you your know, experience it, of wrestling amounts to big daddy sense. and angry grannies I urge you to give this a go 
So those are my picks of the best and most intriguing podcast series around, which is plenty to get you started and keep your ears occupied. There is so much good stuff out there and it's getting better all the time. But what does the future hold for podcasting and on-demand audio? Well, you can find out in the next and sob final episode of Podcast Master. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please take a moment to rate, review, share and subscribe. Don't forget that this is an abridged version of my ebook, which is available everywhere you can download digital books. You might have heard me say that once before. I'm Ben Green. You can follow me at GreenBenGreen on Twitter. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.